0: What's up, guys? We're all trying to keep our distance these days, which can be tough on agencies. If you are only offering your clients the option to pay by paper check, someone has to be in the office. Let me recommend an alternative to that. It's ePay Policy, a fantastic service that I've grown to depend on in my business. They are an agency-centric solution that helps you easily accept virtual checks and credit cards, and getting set up with them is a breeze. Go to ePayPolicy.com, use the code IGPODCAST, that is IGPODCAST, and you're going to get your first month free. ePayPolicy gets the insurance guy's seal of approval. They're a great company. I use them in my agency. I would highly recommend them.
1: Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started in today's podcast, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Severland, Alabama, parade first team All-American, rivals, five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome my friend, Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley?
0: Great, Scott. How are you today?
1: Best I have ever been. Happy to be here. Still glad to be above ground and COVID-free. Obviously, Bradley, obviously I have the Mickey Mantle gene because the office building I'm in, every single person here I think has had COVID-19. I have been storming into businesses (laughs) And the virus just cannot seem to grab a hold of me, which means now that I've said that tomorrow afternoon, I'll be in the hospital room 365 (laughs) at Huntsville hospital. If anybody needs to see me, I will say, Bradley, let me, let me just go ahead and say something here. And this is breaking news. CNN and Fox may be over here in a couple hours to interview me. I didn't want to have to talk about this, but this goes back to having the Mickey Mantle gene. I found out over the Christmas holiday that my grandmother, my mother's mother had Spanish flu. Let's let that marinate for a second guys. Could it be possible that somehow I have almost like a mutant form of immunity to COVID because my mother may have gotten some kind of immunity from Spanish flu based on the fact that her mother had Spanish flu.
0: Some of the things you told me that you went through being enlisted into the Marines, you're Correct. probably immune from it.
1: Three anthrax vaccines.
0: Yeah, MEPS.
1: My unit, 3rd Battalion 5th Marines, was getting ready to deploy. In fact, they asked me to extend, and I gave them a hard pass because they were going to Northern Africa right after I got out. So they were going through all of the shots that you had to get to go to Northern Africa. I think that's where they were going. And so, because I was still in, even though I wasn't going, I had to take all these different vaccines and shots and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, I don't don't know. I don't know what I have in my body. All I know, guys, is that each and every one of you 250,000 insurance agents needs to enjoy Scott for as long (laughs) as you have him on the podcast, because I have treated my body like Six Flags over Georgia, and there is zero – point zero chance i make it to the age of 70 years old so roughly speaking bradley i
0: might have 20 good more years left when the virus hits scott's body it turns around and leaves like a like a defensive (laughs) back just intercepted a pass it goes the other way
1: exactly it's like it's (laughs) it's like walking into a bathroom where the sewage is overflowing and you're like oh not going in there got to get out of here taco bell (laughs) exactly Guys, I'm excited about the show today. As always, we are here for one mission and one mission only, and that's to help you insurance agents in any way we can. We are here to help you move the ball one step forward to greatness, to increase agency profits, to allow you to make money so that you can go do whatever else it is that you're passionate about in your life. Got a newsflash for you guys. You want to give a million dollars to your church? To your school, to the university you graduated from. You want to leave a legacy in your lifetime for your children and grandchildren. Can't do it unless you make money, guys. And I'm sorry. I met with a youth pastor last week, had lunch with him here in Huntsville. He is now a Liberty National agent. Shout out to him over in North Carolina. And you know what he said to me? He said, You know what I learned being a youth pastor and being heavily involved in a large church is that you. Cannot help people unless you are making money, and I'm sorry it's that way. I wish it wasn't. I wish I could go live in a damn single wide trailer that I got from my buddy over at Scotty Sanderson Home Center in Hamilton, Alabama, <laughs> guys. If you need a single wide trailer, uh, excuse me, excuse me, guys. They do not like it to be called trailer anymore. The appropriate word is mobile home. Scott, you just, need a, Scott
0: just worked a free mobile home. Is what's happening, everybody
1: a single wide or double wide I'm serious as a heart attack if you need a single wide or double wide mobile home Scotty Sanderson home center Hamilton Alabama one of my best friends in the world go see him but if you were living in one of those it would be very very difficult to help starving people in Africa or the great white whales in British Columbia or whatever damn thing it is that you want to do. Anyway, I got off on a tangent. You sounded like a a NASCAR
0: driver right there. Like, thankful to the Taco (laughs) Bell, Burger King, McDonald's, Pontiac.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Let, Let me introduce our guest. I've run my mouth too much, and we got too much ground to cover today that can help each one of you realize your goals in your life. He is a highly respected and regarded expert and author of seven books. That's right, folks, seven books on the insurance sector. Published in Advisor Today, National Underwriter, 360 Property and Casualty, Insurance Journal, Rough Notes, Insurance Thought Leadership, Insurance Advocate, Gamma, PIA, and numerous other insurance industry trade magazines. He is a sought after consultant and speaker in global insurance industry conferences. And he is a friend of ours, a mentor, a coach, and someone that I respect immensely. Ladies and gentlemen, second time guest on the Insurance Guys podcast, my friend, Mr. Troy Coursegarden. How are you doing, Troy? I'm honored to be here, man. That's awesome. Thank you. Let me tell you something, guys. Before Troy gets started, I understand books are like kryptonite to you people. I get that. I have read his book. Came out in October of 2020, inflection point probably three times already, and I'm still reading it, and we're going to cover a lot of that ground today. Troy, before we get started, tell us what's been going on in your life in the past year since the COVID-19 stuff has happened, and just bring us up to the day. Well, I'm honored to be here, guys. I got to tell you, uh, Scott, it's been a wild year like everybody
2: else. I've had to retool everything I'm doing in business, just like all your listeners, and you've got a lot of listeners out there. Whether you're an executive, whether you're a firm owner, whether you're an agent or a team member, listen to me, man, it's time to retool. The uh, industry has changed, uh, the tsunami have changed, the waves are still crashing against the shore, and it's, it's not time to be timid it's time to retool. So a lot going on, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation
1: here today. Hey, Troy, I got a story for you. Okay. I'm sitting in here minding my own business in my office yesterday, doing all the things that insurance owners do to try to move the ball one step forward to greatness. Somebody knocks on my door, which I don't ever have my door closed, but for some reason it was open. I mean closed. So somebody knocks on my door, and I I said, come in. And it was one of my agent's five-star all-star agents his name is Justin Miller and he is just a he's a principal agent I mean let's call it what it is and he walks in and he goes hey man I saw on the calendar that you're interviewing Troy Course Garden tomorrow (laughs) and the way he said it I thought he knew you personally and I said yeah I said you you know Troy and he goes no not personally but he goes man when I was a principal agent with Farmers boy Troy Course Garden was some big doings when you got to listen to Troy speak. <laughs> so apparently, if you're a farmer's agent in the United States of America, principal agent especially, you know who you are. Tell him I said hi. I've had the good
2: oh, well. fortune of working with all the companies, companies that everybody knows and some you've never even heard of. And uh, yeah. I'm honored, so make sure you tell them I said hi.
1: I will do that. Guys, here's what I want to do today with Troy because we are limited. we we got an hour. Can I tell a
0: story on top of that? Oh, please. Yeah. So so when we first – this real quick. When we first started – I've told Troy this. When we first started the podcast, I was in this kind of mode where I was trying to find guests, right? And I would go to like a conference website and look at the speakers and DM them and stuff. I was reading. I was on the couch reading Power Position Your Agency, Scott. And – I put the book down and I looked at my wife and I said, I wonder if I could get Troy Corsgod on the podcast. And she goes, I really don't think he would do it. Ten minutes later, he's in my <laughs> inbox saying he would do it. So <laughs>
1: That's amazing. You know what that tells you? And the worst thing somebody can do is say no. That's right. But what most people would have done in that situation would have been like, ah, you're right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna message you. Yep. So hey, kudos to you, Bradley, for doing that. Hey, Troy, before we get started on all this stuff that I want to teach agents today and help them get better at, I do have one question for you that I I meant to ask you offline, but I'm kind of glad I waited till now. I've read, I think, three of your books that you have written. How hard is it for someone that's been in the publishing business and been an author for years, a pretty good while, to get your books on audible.com?
2: You know, that's a great question. And, and by the way, in this conversation, nothing is off limits for me. There's <laughs> Nothing you couldn't ask me, for real. I'm an open book and I'm, I'm, the big word is transparency, but I just, I'm just an honest guy. I'm, I'm going to tell you what I think and how I think. So Audible, I've never done it. I give so many talks that I've just never gone through the work to do an Audible book. I'm not against it. I'm totally open to it. Had a lot of requests for the, my last two books, Discussion Partner and Inflection Point to do them. So it's not off the table, but it does take a lot of time. And so it's just a prioritization thing. But you know, there's just so much free stuff out there, right? They, and you can go find my stuff. People will go, I heard you on a podcast. I saw you give a speech, whatnot. And it's it's the material is the same that's in the books. But again, I'm not against it and I would do it. It's just a prioritization issue for me. Well, it's one of those hey.
0: things too. I've listened to some audio book. I had some audible credits recently. I was canceling my account and I had like 11 credits mm-hmm. and I like bought 11 books and mm-hmm. it was sort of just like throw a dart at a phone book. Some of them, I like the author to read it. Some of them are just God awful. If the author doesn't read it, you, right. you won't get that that passion, you know, and that umph mm-hmm. in their voice. Yeah. Um, and I can imagine it's really difficult to turn that over to somebody else.
2: I would do it myself. I honestly, I'm with you. I want the author, even if
1: they're not even a good speaker,
2: I would rather have the authenticity of the author. I'm in agreement.
1: I'm going to quote some quotes from your inflection point book here. Awesome. Or not, not really quotes, but just kind of. Yes. So I have been on messages on Facebook with insurance agents and, I believe Mike Stromso is the one that brought this up one time. He said, audible is my mistress. I will say, and this goes back to inflection point. We all got to change. We all got to grow. We all got to, there are a lot of insurance agents that listen to audible to get, if they're going to read a book, a lot of them do because I remember seeing in the message board, like, yeah, I'm on audible. I'm on audible. So just something you might want to think about. I, down the road. I'm going to take it to heart. I, yeah, I, I
2: sincerely, I'm going to
1: take it to heart. I,
2: I'm
0: better a better idea. Why don't you what? get Scott to read it?
1: <laughs> I would love to. In fact, here's how we're going to start this thing out, guys. I'm going to read a passage from his book, and then we're going to deep dive into Troy's book today to help as many people as we can. And the way we're going to start is we're going to go through the six strategies to enhance your customer experience. And then we're going to go to the back of the book. Again, I've read this about three times, but in the back, we start talking about organic lead generation, some Mm -hmm. of that stuff that our agency, let me just be selfish here for a minute. There's part of this. I want to let my people listen to right. And and get better at. So that's why we're doing. So here, here we go. This is page numbers. I've I've dog-eared the pages so much that you can't even, because your pages are at the top left corner, Mm -hmm. page 50 of inflection point as our industry continues to transform and new purchasing platforms arise, we need to learn how to stand out from the competition. It's not just about selling products and services. It's about giving great service and selling yourself, your staff, and the company or companies that you represent for your clients. Why your agency? Why your firm? Why your company? Why your carrier? Why your suite of products and services? What makes you different than the 10 other insurance and financial services offices that the customers drove by on the way in to see you? Woo. I'm going to have to go take a hot lap around the damn office and then come back. That fired me up. Troy, thoughts?
2: That was a great one to start with. And we could unpack that probably for three or four hours, but let's, yes. get, right, let's get right to it. And thank you for that. So you need to be the gateway to all things insurance and financial services. Why? Because if you don't, somebody else is going to. Whether it's a financial services company that's aligned with a property and casualty company offering work comp, offering a BOP, offering auto and home, or whether it's a P&C company that's selling auto that recognizes to keep that auto, whether you're a firm, an agent, a team member, or a carrier, because we have carriers listening to this program here today. You need to block out the competition. You need more products and services in every household and or business that you serve. Let me repeat that in every household and or business that you serve. I tell you this because you can't separate the two. You got to have it all because if you don't get it all, somebody else is going to be that local insurance and financial services superstore. So they don't have to buy everything from you, Scott. You just need to be the gateway, number one, for the customer experience. Service is important, but the experience is more important. It all comes together. Number two, you need to be the advisor, the one giving the advice, the one they come to. You're the gateway. They don't gotta buy everything from you, but they need to look to you for advice. And you're thinking about the customer that you do business with that comes to you for everything. They don't buy everything from you, but they come to you for everything. And then thirdly, it gives you the opportunity to provide product solutions. And we're going to talk about that today in our talk here. That's what it's all about. But it's retooling your business model. It's no longer about transactions. It's about being the gateway to all things insurance and financial services starting with those three things but turning it upside down from what it's been the last 10 years to what it's going to be today and in the future.
1: Hey Troy, you know how I knew I made it in the insurance industry? Tell me. When my clients started coming to me for stuff that had absolutely nothing to do with insurance. I had one call me last year. "Hey, I got a I got a sports memorabilia collection and I've been saving it and she had a lot of good stuff." I've been saving it for about 20 years and I am kind of hit some hard times here and I need to sell it. You know, that can, somebody can help me with that. Absolutely. Hold on. Stand by.
0: Makes you want to say, Hey, let me get 10% of that sale price and I'll find you a buyer. (laughs) No. uh
1: (laughs) Hey, I have them call me. Hey, my cousin just graduated, or my daughter just graduated from Alabama and she's looking for a job. Do you know anybody that's hiring? Had one call me two or three, I guess it's been six months ago now time gets away from me. And she said, uh, Hey, our, our housekeeper, she's got a, a disease, it's cancer and some other things. So she needs home health type care. Our woman that was helping us here with my stuff has has had to quit looking for somebody to come in and help. Can you help me find somebody guys? That's when, you know, you've made it in the insurance industry. I agree. When, when clients start calling you to fix their damn watch, Instead of being like, oh, I can't believe they just called I, We sure can. You need some help? I'll help you find somebody that can do it. That's when you know you made it. So
2: let me give you a hot tip. And Scott, I agree with you. And Bradley and Scott, here's an actionable item. Because let's remember, ideas are awesome, but without execution, they're delusion. We all know this is true. Your examples were perfect. And I used the one guy calls me up and he says, hey, we're buying a new refrigerator. What do you think about LG. In the back of your head, you're thinking, do I look like a refrigerator salesman? (laughs) But but you're honored, right? Because they trust you so much. They're making an important purchase, whether it's memorabilia, whether it is a car or whether it is a refrigerator, they trust you. People buy from people they know and trust and they look to you for advice. So let's get something actionable. I got this idea from a, a leader, a friend of mine in Texas, and he says, Troy, I believe in that so much. He says, I'm making a list of all my expertise partners that you talk about, expertise partners that can help me. We think traditionally in insurance about lawyers, right? There's an expertise partner, that's common sense. CPA, that's common sense. But what about the compliance person that, that somebody has a question about? Or what about the car when somebody's gonna purchase a car or a realtor? You need to be ready, so if you're listening to me, have your list of all your expertise partners that you have relationships with, and I'll, I'll give you one. This is a real life one. Bradley, I texted you a month ago and said, I'm thinking of buying a home in Alabama, okay? And I am. Can you give me the name of a realtor? Boom, within a few seconds, he gives me the name and or names of people that I can talk to And so I tell you this because we all know people, but we got to have it ready because it's right now. And if you look at the back of my book, it says now, right now, that's how we got to do everything. So get your list together. If you're listening today, expertise partners are the future.
0: Well, and the thing is too, to add to this point is yes, there are variations in the different products with the companies that we represent, No, insurance is not a commodity, but to a lot, a vast portion of the public, they view insurance as a commodity. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what we think of our product. All that matters is what the customer thinks of our product. That's it. Like, that's all. And insurance agents, we have to figure out what our value add is to that customer. The value add is not, we're great on claims. Okay, and you have some strategic things to work around because you have rebating laws and things like that, right? Not telling anybody to go commit a crime, but I'm saying figure out what your value add is to that consumer or to that business. It may be some skill that you have. It may be some knowledge to have. You may be, but it also may be this network that you have. And I'll give you an example. We had a client recently. We offer free marketing services to any business in the Mobile, Alabama area, right? They want video production. They want anything, right? I wrote a policy this morning. We posted a video on uh, Facebook back in like October. No, back in uh, September. It was right before Hurricane Sally. And we said, hey, any local business that wants us to shoot a commercial for them, reach out. We'll shoot a free commercial for you. Beautiful guy reaches out to me. We never shot the commercial. We never shot the commercial. I wrote all his business insurance this morning. Just the fact that, and that's not to pat ourselves on the back because we certainly do a lot of things wrong but just the simple fact that we were offering that was enough of a value add to him to say, huh, I'm gonna move my insurance to these guys. And another one recently, there's a a local sanitation company, that's a client of ours, pretty big client of ours, reaches out to me the other day and he's like, hey man, trying to put this marketing campaign together and Slack and Zapier and da 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 all this stuff. And I sat there and helped him draw the whole campaign out. And I got off the phone and I went to lunch and I was thinking, and there was other people in the room with him, I was thinking, that guy was sitting there, and they were talking about marketing and automation and all that. And he turned and looked at somebody and said, let me call my insurance agent. A, how many people are doing that? B, that's something that our competition can't offer. So immediately, we've separated ourselves. And unless we absolutely just drop the ball on his insurance, he's a customer for a long, long time.
2: Can I give you, and I love that, and can I give you a way to think about this and monetize what we do? And it's not putting the commission first or the monetization first. You put it third, right? The product solution. So remember I said, you want the customer experience to come first, advice is second, and then you're going to offer a product solution. Here's the key word is consideration. So you were considered because you gave such a great experience and advice that they consider the product and they're not going to buy it every time they don't today we quote an auto we're, we're gonna quote a hundred and we're gonna get 20 it's an 80 20 rule it's just the way it works so that's why the more you quote the more you get but what if you were considered more and people wanted to talk to you and instead of quoting you started giving presentations Because we all know this one you described this morning from your sanitation guy. I got to tell you, you present and they're more apt to buy. That 80-20 goes to 30%, 40% or 50% because it's not a quote. It's a presentation.
0: And here's the key too, I think, in all that. And I agree 100% with that. And I appreciate that advice. The key is you have to offer these ancillary benefits without the intention of, you do business with us. In other words, if I'm offering you these marketing services or or whatever I'm doing, I do not care at all if you do business with me or not. I'm trying to build a relationship with you because if your intent is to be manipulative-ish and, hey, we're offering this, but what's in it for us, that's going to bleed through and you're going to have the exact same results and get no benefits from it.
2: They can smell it. Yeah. And, and look at man. it's like the old philosophy. And I bought into this 35 years ago when I was selling insurance. Giving starts the receiving process. That doesn't mean that you get from everybody you give to. It just puts it out into the, the air. The circulation starts to happen. And one day you work really hard and you don't do anything. And the next day you you sell all kinds of stuff and you didn't even work hard. Why? Because you're a giver. And so to your point, people can tell when you are attaching something to it. And so you just give and that starts the process. Scott, Troy.
1: Oh, by the way, I'm going to give you guys an idea. Yesterday morning, my accountant, this is to the podcast listeners out there, all 250,000 of them. Yesterday morning, my accountant out of Birmingham, Alabama sends me a very good, very detailed look at the PPP second round of the PPP Mm -hmm. had attachments with news articles on it. I turned it around and created my own email with those same attachments with these latest news articles that had just come out the night before sent it out to every commercial client via email in my book of business yesterday and just said, Hey guys, just wanted you to know here's the latest news on the second round of PPP loans that are coming out and I gave a few bullet points, which were the same bullet points he gave, pasted and copied, you know, copied and pasted those. That's a little bit of what we're talking about. I sent that to them as just a value add. That's something I've been thinking a lot about lately is how can I create value with both our personal lines clients and our Mm -hmm. commercial clients to continue that drumbeat of, Hey, I don't know what to do here, but I'm going to call Scott.
0: And essentially what you're doing in that scenario, Scott, is you're just DJing.
1: Troy, that needs to be your new book. That needs to be your new book. (laughs) How, How to become an insurance DJ.
0: That's good. I've got a business here locally that I'm a partner in that has nothing to do with insurance. And one of our marketing strategies, and this wasn't my idea, it was my partner's idea was to take, there's a local piece that comes out weekly. It's like a business report. And it's like, what's going on in the business community. For example, when we moved, when portal moved offices, somehow they found out and they had us in there and that sort of thing. And all he's doing is he's taking that and he's sending it out to his prospects yep. and getting like tons of people like, man, I really love that report. And he's like, all I'm doing is taking this and sending it out here. Exactly what I do. Moving from one to the other, but that's value to some people. You absolutely.
1: Know? It is. Of course. Absolutely. Of course. All right guys. Six strategies, if you will, to enhance your customer experience. I'm going to read a small passage of each one as we go. And then we're going to talk about it with the man who authored this. So here we go. Are you ready? Ready. Number one, write this shit down. Number one, create, (laughs) fine tune, and tell your story. Let me say that again. Create, fine tune, and tell your story. Here's the passage. Before you can demonstrate to your customers how and why you offer unrivaled service and experiences, you need to have a clear picture in your own mind. Get your team together to write your group story based on your value proposition, describing why and how your team offers memorable, meaningful experiences that customers appreciate. It can be as short as two or three sentences, And in fact, it will be more memorable if you keep it short and powerful. When you have all, remember that doesn't mean just you, when you have all agreed on the story, have everyone practice it to ensure that everyone knows it by heart. Troy.
2: So let me give you one of the most powerful phrases I ever learned. And I say learned because there are no new antiques, right? And so we just update everything and we bring it into today's time, today's language, today's visual. There's different ways to get your point across. But for this one in particular, most people in your position, Scott, most people in your position want to buy from our agency, from our firm, because, and then I tell them a story. I love stories. always have you've ever heard me speak. I tell my story and I make fun of myself because I did a lot of stupid stuff. You know, I mean, I, I tried everything and then I'll, I'll tell them two stupid things I did and then I'll tell them the thing I want them to do. So when you say most people in your position, you don't have to say you're a surgeon, so all surgeons are doing this. You don't have to say I'm a, a truck driver, all truck drivers do this. You don't need to say you're a nurse, all nurses do this. You just say most people in your position birds of a feather flock together. And then I tell them a little story. And I'm going to give you one right now to to really tie this together. Most people in your position don't have four doctors. They have one.
0: Mm.
2: They don't have three CPAs. They have one. They don't have five dentists. They have one. So it makes sense to have all your insurance and financial services under one roof. Now, let me tell you why most people in your position want it under our roof. Here's what we believe. And then I tell them, And then I said, I'd like to show you how I've been able to help people in situations similar to yours. So I need about 15 or 20 minutes. I'm not going to turn this into a selling interview. I just want to get to know you, show you how I can help you. And then if you want to look at some of the products that I have to offer a solution to your needs, I would like to be that one person. Mm. Scott, how about we set up some time this week or would next week be better for you?
1: Next week, and I will catch a Delta flight out to California, and we can sit down for two days.
2: (laughs) I'm only two hours from you today. I'm actually in Mississippi, so let's make it happen.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Number two, guys, be the best in your field. Mm -hmm. Let me say it again. Be the best in your field. Here we go.
2: You know, I gotta tell you, I've had the good fortune of associating, working with, being around some of the greatest minds you've ever met. And people often ask me, well, where did you go to college? Where did you learn all this? I'm a learner. I'm a constant learner. I can never get enough. I read everything I can read. I listen to your podcasts. I watch YouTube videos. I go to conferences. I'm the guy in the back taking the most notes. But I also have learned how to execute the ideas that I get. The best one I've ever learned is called the law of 72. And I always start out my talks with the law of 72. When you get information, if you don't take action on it within 72 hours, you're never going to. It's a use it or lose it type of situation. So I've devised a way to manage multiple things at one time, multiple businesses, multiple projects, multiple things, by being a student of my calendar and making a date with myself to execute on ideas. If they work, I keep going. If they don't work, I refine them or I get rid of them. Because there's only 24 hours in a day, as the philosopher says, and you don't try to get through the day, you try to get from the day. So with that being said, what I do is I make a date with myself on everything. I made a date with myself to think about this conversation with you guys. at 15 minutes just to think about what I wanted to get across. We're friends, right? So I knew I was gonna be relaxed, but I had to think about, okay, what's the main theme I wanna get across here today? So great question. That second one's powerful.
1: Number three use your story, the story that we created, use your story to convey to your clients why they should choose and stay with your agency and firm. And I think you touched on this in number one.
2: I did, but look, you can never hit it home enough, right? Because what we did in the past, when you look at number three, they know my story, but I got to keep proving it, man. Uh, The proof is in the pudding And that means that what we gave for great service or great customer experience two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, it's not good enough. Customer expectations are much higher. And that's why we got to put the customer experience before the sales, because we'll never get the sales if we don't get it across. And service is a perception. Mm. Let me repeat that. Service is a perception So it's the one that can tell their story the best and showing how they've helped people in situations similar to theirs. And yes, claim service is important, but if it were everything, there'd only be one company. If rate were everything, there'd only be one company. So it's the one that really has the story down and gets it across,
1: Mm. that's the key. I'll read this and then we'll go on to number four. This is straight from the book, guys. Give your prospects and clients the highlights of the company that you represent. Explain how these key elements will benefit them. Introduce the visitors to your team members. And when it is appropriate, let your team members tell their stories. This will help deepen your relationship and engage people with your business. Yeah.
2: So, how do you have such high production and not have to be in the office all day long? And so, I mastered that a long time ago because nobody wants to hear you speak if if you end up being a loser. And so I worked really hard on my agency every year for 35 years to make sure that we were at the top. And I did all the things that I talk about. It's not a, a lie, it's not smoke and mirrors or as my friend calls it, vaporware. One of the things that I did, and this you should do whether you're in the office, eight hours a day, 10 hours a day or two, or whether you're gonna be on a sabbatical on vacation. If you want to leave for 30 days with your family on sabbatical, you'll do this one idea. As the client comes in to do their review or whether they come in for new business, walk them through the office. You have two employees, you have five employees, you have 10 team members or 20 team members, it doesn't matter, walk them through the office and God, I'd like to introduce you to Scott. He has the same license that I do. Scott's an expert on business insurance. Many of my clients bypass me altogether when they got a complex question because they know I go to Scott. Right. Scott's got all the answers. Let me introduce you to Bradley. Bradley has the same license I do and, and you know what? He's an expert at life insurance. In fact, he wrote the book on it. Whenever I got a question about life insurance or one of my clients do, they go to Bradley directly. In fact, you have my permission to call Bradley or talk to him anytime you want, even if I'm not there. Now, I do this for two reasons. One, because I say they have the same license I do, and I'm putting a face with the name. And you said, is it appropriate for them to talk? I want them to talk if it's appropriate. But if you're going to introduce them to five or 10 or 20 people, not everybody can give their story, right? So when it's appropriate. But I walk them around, and I put a face with the name. So now I don't have to take every call. I'll take them. I want the call. But I can't physically take every call. And they go, you know, old Bradley, he's got the same license as Troy and he's actually smarter when it comes to life insurance. Scott's smarter at work comp or whatever it is. Right. So I've introduced everybody and now the phone doesn't come to me every time. Now, if somebody calls me up and they say, I got a boat trailer and I, I got a question about that, I'll get the answer for them. I may not know it right off. That's why I have a team of expertise specialists and expertise partners that I go to for the
1: information. The one with the most information wins. Number four, avoid using insurance and financial services lingo and jargon. Yeah,
2: yeah. I used to, when I first started selling insurance, I thought I was really a smarty pants, right? Let me tell you about your BI and your PD, your UM, and they're like- about your mod? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're looking at me like, what are you talking about, man? And so I'm really big, even now as a consultant to insurance carriers and firms and agents and staff team members, don't use the lingo. They, they don't know what commercial insurance is. It's business insurance. You know, I mean, it words matter, right? And I still am guilty of saying commercial insurance. I said it for 30 years, you know, but but UM is uninsured motorist. Let me explain what that is, underinsured motors. Let me explain how that works. So I'm, I'm always saying it and explaining it because I'm not gonna crack the watch open if I'm selling a watch, but I do need to tell them what's on the surface so they can make an informed decision whether to buy or keep the watch. It's the same thing in insurance. So Scott, insurance lingo, it's hard to get away from, but we just got to remember they're not in our business.
0: We are. I think, well, I think that's... What, and paps and yeah, all that stuff that our state farm friends like to talk about. I, I tell Laurel, I'm like, man, y'all's acronyms are insane. I think it's where most salespeople in the insurance industry start. What I call losing
1: altitude with potential prospects and potential clients is I hear my people do it. Sometimes I would say once a month, I have to remind my people in my office. In fact, I've got a staff meeting today at two thirty on zoom. First thing I'm going to talk about is I'm going to remind them. We do this every day people. And it's very easy to forget that the person on the, on the other end of that phone might think about insurance twice a year for 30 minutes. Agreed. And after that, they are going back to work. They've got a father that's got COVID. They got kids right. that are at school and are having problems in school. And the last thing on their mind is insurance. And they damn sure aren't gonna spend time learning all the acronyms and things. And I hear people do it on the phone all the time. Well, you know, you got this and that, and uninsured da, 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 da. and I'm like. Let's put ourselves in the customer's shoes for a second.
2: I mean, you gotta constantly do this. Put yourself in the customer's shoes. Right. And here's what they're thinking. I don't want to look stupid asking what you want. Exactly. I don't want to look stupid. I, I've been there before. You've been there. Hey, man, this might be a stupid question. but and, and and I'm just telling you right now, don't put them in that position because they don't want to feel stupid. They may not call you again because you're making them feel stupid.
1: That was one of the reasons but one of my sales managers I had with Nationwide hated me so much. Oh, there was a lot of reasons, but that was one reason is we would be in a, like a class with all the principal agents. Mm -hmm. Most of those agents had like 35 years experience and there would be all the corporate people there and the product people. And I would raise my hand and say, I don't understand that. It was just like nails on a chalkboard to her. She would be like, you've got to not ask questions. Just listen. (laughs) And I was like, but I mean, even as an insurance agent, when you're starting out, you know, these product people get up there and they're like, well, the, the ratio of the, and you start listening to all this jargon and you're like, I don't understand anything. This guy's talking about right now, algorithms and blah, blah, blah. And I just remember that she would just like stare a hole through me through an entire district meeting. Do not Scott, don't do it. Don't you dare do it. But it was kind of funny anyway. Number five, walk your customers through everything you are doing for them now and are going to do for them after they leave the office.
2: Yeah. What's going to happen next? Because that's what they always say, right? They may not say it, but they're thinking it. So I really believe that we need to train everybody that's dealing with the consumer. Thank them for coming in. And let me tell you what's going to happen next. You're going to get an endorsement in the mail. And let me explain what an endorsement is. This is important. You're going to want to keep it as part of your policy. Uh, we're going to send a, a notification to your lender. It's called a binder. It, it tells them that they, you've got coverage and there'll be a permanent endorsement coming to give them. So these t- take two or three seconds, but wow. don't even thinking because here's the thing. There's many options for people today and there's many great companies out there. And we all know that if they call three or more companies, they're going to get a better rate. It's just a fact. So don't put them in play. Always explain what's going to happen next. And remember I said it's a perception. The perception is you got to tell them what's going to happen next so they don't go to somebody else and go, hey, I need to check this out because if they check it out, a good agency is going to give them a quote. And if they give them a quote, then they got a lower rate and then they go, "Yeah, maybe I should change. So don't put them in play. Always tell them what to expect next, whether it's a work comp, life,
1: auto home,
2: doesn't matter what it is, umbrella, just always tell them what to expect
1: next. Hey Troy, can I deep dive a little further for you? Yeah. All I am is one of the 250,000 insurance agents that are listening to this right yeah. now. I have done this before and Bradley has done this before. And every single insurance agent listening to the sound of my voice has done this. And it is something that I have struggled with and that I have drastically tried to improve over the past two years. Prospect calls, you're building the rapport. Oh my gosh, you're from Wetumpkin? You know Jeff Jones from Wetumpkin? You're building that rapport. You're saying all the right things. You're keeping it simple. You both know some of the same folks and this thing's going well. And then towards the end of the call, you say, hey, I'll get you a quote back. And then you want to say tomorrow morning or this afternoon. Mm-hmm. But somewhere in the back of your head, you remember, man, my kid's got a ball game this afternoon or no. No. something. Mm-hmm. And you tell them that you're going to get them a quote that afternoon. You you know, you're setting this expectation. You're telling them what you're going to do. And you don't get them a quote until tomorrow afternoon Mm -hmm. and what are you doing there you're losing altitude well scott said he was going to get me a quote this uh, every i guarantee you every insurance agent listening to this has done this i have i've done it before
0: Mm -hmm. i'll tell you another one is we have the tendency back to telling them what's going to happen next some of the folks i've had work here and i've worked with in the past that haven't done that so great sales wise they'll deliver the quote. And it's like, okay, Mr. Course God, and your quote is $1,540. Da, 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 da. And then there's just like this silence, like tell them what to do, right. you know, tell them what happens next. And it's like, they just go, like, oh, okay, well, what you're doing with that it's, it's kind of like white space on your calendar is the devil. Like with that silence is the devil. That silence is giving them an opportunity to say, Oh, okay, well I'll get back with you in a couple days instead of saying, all right. So here's what happens if you want to move forward with this, 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 or this is why most people do business with us because of this, 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 this. All I need is a credit card number and you're good. Like Tell them what you want them to do.
1: Bradley, you're, you're walking right there on that fine line of the close now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah.
1: So Troy, how do you and your agents and you specifically, when you get to that razor line where now it, it's time to close this out, you've answered all the questions, you've done all the th- How do you close?
2: Well, we could do a podcast just on this subject. So let me try to condense it, but let me give you some actionable items. I'm a believer in more quotes. I believe it, but I believe in quotes through presentations. So that means meeting more people under the right conditions. So let me just take this one example here that you're giving. And that would be to make a date with the client, not to get back to them, to make a date to present the quote or, in my case, the presentation. If I could choose between giving a quote and giving a full-on presentation for their household and or their business, I would choose the household and or their business rather. But I'm not against giving quotes, so don't get me wrong. A lot of people go, well, you don't like to quote. Of course. But you need to stand up a new capability if you're listening. And there's there's 250,000 people here. The winners are going to listen to this piece of it, the winners. And the new way of doing business is to don't stop what you're doing that got us here. We need to celebrate that, but we need to stand up a new capability. And that is to convert the quote into a presentation, not the close yet, the presentation. So I tell them, I'm going to put together a presentation for you to show you how I've been able to help people in situations similar to yours. It'll be easy. And then I pause. Notice how I pause? That'll be easy. So what I want to do is I want to set up some personal time to talk to you after I put it together. It'll be easy for me to do, but let's go ahead. And this is the key word, let's. Let's go ahead and set up some time tomorrow at the same time. Now, I use same time to start because if they called me at two or I called them at two and we're talking, we've already established it's a good time to talk. So why call Dion Warwick and the psychic friends and say, what day do you want me to call you? Or maybe I'll call you. You set up a specific time. You make a date. It'll take about 15 or 20 minutes, no more than a half an hour if you decide you want to purchase the insurance from me. Because I'm going to get everything ready, guys. This is behind the scenes. No appointment for me is going to last over a half an hour because I'm going to do a half an hour of prep. I'm going to present. If they buy, it takes a half an hour. And then I'm going to do a half an hour of post. So it's only going to take me 15 or 20 minutes because of all the pre-work that I do. But again, the actionable item here for everybody listening is don't take it for chance that you're going to do phone tag set up a date with them to actually get back and present. And Scott, to your point, I was listening to you. We've got kids. I've got a child that's got a birthday tomorrow. We're going to celebrate here. And she's going to be 13. That's a big day. I got nothing else going on that day. So I'm not going to promise anybody anything for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. That's my day with her. Let's go ahead and set something up for later this afternoon Or let's do it on Friday morning because it's 10 right now. Let's do it at the same time on Friday. Does that sound convenient for you? And the client goes, that sounds fabulous. Now they can have it instantaneously today or they can have it on Friday. The sooner I can do it, obviously, the better, right? Right.
1: I'll tell you something before we move on to number six and then we'll go on to organic sales. Something that I have always had problems with, and it's probably because I have the IQ of about 84 and barely scratched high school. But you know, when I got into the insurance business, and Bradley, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too. I kept getting this drumbeat of, man, if somebody calls for a home and auto quote, you do the quote on the phone with them right there, and you get the quote done and you close them. And I tried to do that, but I'm so focused on building that relationship that, guys, I'm not exaggerating. I bet you if I tried to do that, 30 to 50% of that quote would not be accurate because I'm so focused on that person and what we're talking about that really a lot of times doesn't have anything to do with insurance Mm -hmm. because I'm building that relationship. The thought, and and especially guys, because we don't multitask as well as women do. I mean, that's just science. hate to tell you guys that. But I I just can't do it. I'm sorry. I wish I could. Maybe I'm doing it all wrong. But I I just can't do it, Troy. I'll let Bradley go
0: first. And then I've got a response to that for sure. I'm, I'm very, very focused. I'm on the fence on that because I think there's certainly benefits to both. The benefit to quoting on the phone is, The person may be an impulse buyer and they may say, hey, yeah, let's roll. The other side of that is the person may be an impulse buyer. And in my opinion, impulse buyers are the most likely to get buyer's remorse two days later. You know, certainly with an independent agency, it's a lot harder for us to really do our due diligence when it comes to finding that person the best product for them in a few minute phone call something a lot of you may or may not know about me is I absolutely hate talking on the phone. (laughs) So I have this tendency to try to let's get off as fast as we can. But the other side of that is, is I want to give the impression that I'm doing the absolute best I can for my customer. Mm -hmm. And part of me wonders is being able to provide a quote like this on the phone. Does that give the perception that I'm really working that hard for the customer? So what we do in a lot of cases, when we call that customer back at our set day, either same day or a day or so later, it's like, hey, look, you know, we scoured the markets for you here in Mobile. Every single one of us are quoting the same carriers. So we've scoured the markets for you and we have found what we think best fits you. And I think that that invokes a certain feeling for the customer that allows them to know that we're acting in their best interest. Does that make sense?
1: It does, Troy. So I can
0: kind of see both sides of it, you know, and I think it just it comes down to what do you think works best for your agency, and what does the data and the math show. If you're not sure, try one thing for one month, and then try the other for another month, and see which one works out the best.
1: Troy, I'm going to tell you before you answer what my problem is through the fact finding. Okay, where you're going through name, address, phone number, through the entire fact finder, I am desperately trying to find something else that we have commonality with. Mm -hmm. So for instance, if you don't mind me saying, what, what is your birthday? January 21st, 1981. Oh my gosh. My wife's birthday is January. And here we go. We're off to that. Talking about, yeah, boy, it sucks having a January birthday because it's right after Christmas. And I'm doing that through the whole fact finding. It could be, Oh my gosh, you drive a a GMC Denali truck. That's what I drive. How do you like your truck? Oh my gosh, you're a human. I'm a human too. I mean, I'm doing that through the whole fact finder. So for me to sit there and do the whole, get all that information real fast and then I'm trying to plug it in and they're on the phone and they're, sorry.
2: So this is a great conversation. So let's agree that we can segment customers, correct? Correct. Right. Some people that will pay more for value, some are price shoppers, but to me, there's four segments and I'm not going to bore everybody listening with this piece of it, but let's just say this, to choose, you've got to have choices. So I'm not against quoting it right now, if that's what you do, but there's only so many hours in a day. So you want to do business with the right people under the right conditions. And sometimes giving them a quote to bring them into the agency and then up them into the way you do business. It's, I'm not against that. I, I'm a consultant to direct companies, believe it or not. Independent, exclusive, I am a consultant to them. I'm not against giving quotes over the phone, but if you own an agency and you're an independent agent or you're an exclusive, a tied agent, you need to do the best you can under the system that you have. And so you talked about that fact finder I believe you've got seven minutes to get that done, seven minutes, and so you better be prepared, you better pre-fill as much information as you can, you don't wanna be asking them questions about something you already know the answer to, or you can get other places, pre-fill is so important. And I'm not just gonna quote one thing, I'm gonna quote multiple things, and so seven minutes is not a long time, so you've gotta have a process, a system to gather that information, to get get the relationship going. Scott, as you talk about, oh, we got the same birthday or we're both human beings, as Bradley said. Whatever that is, you you get that connection going and then you give them enough reasons to be able to present to them, whether you're quoting an auto or whether you're quoting everything the way I prescribe that you should be doing. If you got the time and you're just one-off quoting, do it. But at some point you wanna move to a situation where you control the household and or business, both hopefully. And by doing that, we all know that's the best customer. We don't have to sell them everything, but we wanna offer everything. So we've gotta have a process, a repeatable process, that allows us to gather the information, to set the appointment for the presentation under the right conditions, however you feel that is done. And under COVID, right? It's virtual or it's over the phone. How, however it's going to be. When the curtain lifts, it's always better to be belly to belly, whether you're in Mobile, whether you're in, by, say, California, where I'm at, or whether you're in Manhattan, it's better to be in front of somebody. So to the point, I, I'm just one that likes to set, I got to give them enough reasons to take my presentation. And I'm armed with how to get the process going. I'm armed with the reasons to get back together. And I'm armed with a very, very powerful presentation where the client is going to consider all my products. They're not gonna buy them all, but they're gonna consider them. I'm gonna have a higher close ratio. But again, last thing, figure out what your customer segments are. Who are the customers? And you don't have to, as Bradley said, test and learn maybe one of the segments isn't working for you right now well there's only 24 hours in a day don't waste four hours on a segment that's not working for you if they're entering in through home double down on home but offer auto offer business insurance
0: i have a story i want to tell on that so we are very much at portal insurance talking about who our target client is who wastes our most time who makes us the most money who's the you know all all of these factors right and We're currently implementing, are you familiar with the EOS system? We're implementing EOS in our agency. And I was reading traction the other day and there was a story in traction and I read it to my team at our leadership meeting last week. And the story goes, Scott's going to love this. The story goes, there's a mom and her son and they are heading into town to a village in another country. And the mom is riding on a donkey and the son is walking beside the donkey. They go into the town, the villagers start throwing rocks at them. And they thought, hmm, the mom said, well, maybe the fact that I was making my toddler walk and I was riding frustrated them. So I'm going to let him ride in the next village and I'm going to walk. So they go in the next village, start throwing rocks at him again. It's like, huh, maybe they worship donkeys in this country. So they're going into, they're getting ready to go in the next village. And the mom said, I'm not dealing with this again. Let's pick this donkey up and we're going to carry him on our back. So they're crossing a bridge, and as they're crossing a bridge, the mom tripped. The donkey fell over the side of the bridge and drowned. And the moral of the story is, if you try to please everybody, you're going to lose your ass. (laughs) I love it. And we talked about that. Like, look, if this person is not our target client and we can't serve them, not only are we wasting our time, but they're probably not going to have a great experience.
2: Don't call me from the car dealership. They don't call me from the doctor's office. What, they, what they're hearing here is, you care more than everybody else. And concierge service is also being, being what I call an expediter in a restaurant. If you know the restaurant business, there's somebody in between the kitchen and the waiters and the customers. And the concierge expedites to make sure that everything comes out okay. And so just think of your concierge position in the agency, in the firm, or the carrier just to make sure that the customer truly was satisfied. Anybody can give you great service, but not everybody can make sure that you understood and were happy with everything that happened, that great experience we started with in this conversation.
1: Would you encourage all of the agents listening to this right now to have some type of concierge follow-up service the day after and I'm not talking about an email, you know, everybody does the email or, rock. you know, Rocket Referrals sends them something yeah. with a yeah. survey. But would you encourage everybody to have someone in their agency call the day after a sale just to do exactly the things you just said and talked about?
2: 100%. But let me, let me first preface it by saying this. Everybody should have a concierge position. Can you afford to fill that position before you fill your expertise in life, the person that's going to help you with workers comp or personal lines. There's so many positions we need to fill and I could go through them during this, but let's just focus on this one. The concierge position was created and I was the concierge back years ago. I would call up to make sure they were happy with my team members giving the service. And it was one of the most positive experiences that I and thousands of other people have had because it's softballs, man. Were you happy with the service you received? Now, let's just say that 5% that aren't happy for whatever reason, their rate went up, they don't understand. If they don't understand, it's now an offline training opportunity, a coaching situation for me and my team member. If they're not happy about the rate, I blocked out the competition before they started calling around to get quotes from other people. But. After I do this long enough, I realize I'm writing more business because I'm pivoting. So here's, remember I talked about consideration? The next time we do a podcast, let's talk about just consideration, nothing else. But think about the consideration. I can do the math and I don't care where you're at. You can be in Birmingham, you can be in Mobile, you can be in Manhattan, you can be in LA, you can be in Nevada. I don't care where you're at, if you're listening to me, I can prove that if you hire this person correctly, the right person, the right process, it's 10,000 a month in new business commissions from this position alone, and it's not a sales position, it's an experience position. They're the person making sure that the client was happy and that translates into more appointments under the right conditions. So. Let me make this actionable because I think that's what this is all about. You don't want to just go out and hire a concierge. It won't work. You've got to think it all out. You've got to create the position. You've got to have the right talk paths for them to use. you got to have the right people for them to follow up with. You've got to have prioritization. There's a lot to this. But in the meantime, do it yourself. If you're listening to me and you got six, seven people, if you got one, call your customers up and just go yesterday you made a car change i'm just calling as your agent to make sure you were happy with the service you received could i get some feedback from you and then shut up on on my script on my talk path it says shut up let them talk and they're going to be happy 95 percent of the time i'm saying this with total confidence because we you know bradley brought up analytics analytics matter the numbers don't lie if if, if you're counting the right numbers. And so 95% are happy and it's an opportunity to pivot and say, well, while I got you on the line, I know you're not in a position to buy more insurance or change other companies, but studies show people do business with people they know and trust. And with that in mind, Scott, I'd like to set up some personal time to show you how we've been able to help people in situations similar to yours to have one place. They don't have four doctors, they have one. And I just tell the client this up front. I'd like to sit down with you and all of a sudden they're coming in and now I've retooled and I've repositioned my offering and back to the book. That's what the book is all about. It's There's an inflection point here. The customer is in control. They have the keys to the kingdom and so we need to set up positions like the concierge to meet the customer expectation.
1: Hey, Troy. If you want to hit a grand slam out of the park, ninth inning World Series home run, let your principal agent be the guy that calls the day after, you know, like four o'clock every day, your agent send you either a text message or an email with the people they sold to the previous day and that person's cell phone number. Grand slam, And then the next day you call and you say, hey, this is Scott Howell. I'm the agency owner of iProtect. I just wanted to call you today and just tell you how much I appreciate your business. And then kind of go through a little bit of that with them. Don't keep them on the phone more than a minute or two. But I'm telling you, if, if every agent listening to this would do that,
2: whoo-wee. Grand, grand slam, Scott, because my sister and I did this many years ago ourselves. And I got to tell you, it's overwhelming and the position was created, born out of just what you described. Within 24 hours, just call them back up the next day, and just—it's a simple script. I mean, literally, people pay me thousands of dollars to implement this. It's not complicated. It's easy.
0: Well, and the thing is, too, is like if you have a five million dollar book, which is fairly common. I mean, that's modest by a lot of standards. Yeah. And. Someone doing this, whether it's you, whether it's a CSR, whether it's a person that only does this, that's your concierge, can improve retention by 10%. Boom. That's half a million dollars in production a year. Hmm. And most of us would jump off a building to pick up a producer that's doing half a million dollars a year yeah. and not costing any money in marketing. But
2: Bradley, I got to tell you, you're spot on, but it's easy to do. And as the philosopher says, it's easy not to do because we have so many competing priorities that we have. But we as we go into 2021, and we, we really wanna help the people listening here, you gotta have a list of priorities and you gotta execute and you gotta know it's gonna be clunky at first. If we use Scott's example, which is what we did, it wasn't easy at first because we didn't know what we were doing and we just tested and learned and improved, a cycle of continuous improvement in everything we do in agency or as carriers, that's what's important.
1: I'll tell you this, guys, I've got one more thing to cover before we get off this podcast today. If you haven't learned anything from this podcast today, or you haven't found this interesting, you might want to rethink your career choices because (laughs) (laughs) Troy is spitting gold today. And I hope every one of you've gotten something out of this. And I hope that it helps your agency (laughs) Be a better agency tomorrow. I than thought
0: you were about to use my line. where you like, if you don't do this, you're an awful person.
1: You're an awful <laughs> person. No. Guys, organic leads and the introduction program. I just want to cover this for just a few minutes with you. This is something my agency has struggled with. We get a lot of referrals. I would say that's our main source of business. I want to help our agents in my office do a better job and and get more organic leads. So can you talk a little bit about that, Troy? You bet.
2: Introductions to me are the gold. I mean, the diamonds are there. You got to go out and get them. But again, it's easy to do and easy not to do. We all know when we're introduced to somebody and we make a connection with them, and you're the master at that, Scott. Uh, You make a deep connection as fast as you can. But we need to meet more people. And so we pass by so many cars on the way to work. They're not insured with us. We drive by so many homes on our way home. They're not insured with us. Businesses, I don't don't need to tell everybody, listening. you guys are the professionals. So the key, what we train, and I write about it in inflection point, on your way to work, on your way to lunch, on your way back from lunch, and on your way home. And if you're taking notes, I'm gonna just say it again so you can write it down on your way to work on your way to lunch on your way back from lunch and on your way home it's four opportunities to just stop for two minutes not 20. two minutes not two hours and just introduce yourself to some people and you walk into a business and and I've, i've got a script a word track that i use and and we train people just it's meeting people and it's starting the relationship and two minutes is you're just i'm out I want to stop by. I admire your business and I just wanted to introduce myself. I have no reason to believe you're in the market to buy insurance or change insurance companies. But studies show people do business with people they know and trust. So here's my card and here's a few pieces of candy. I don't ever give something big, you know, I just give a couple of cookies, even if there's 200 employees, a couple of cookies. And uh, if you ever think of changing companies or agencies, just want you to think of me first. My name's Troy. And notice how I pat my face when I say that. My name's Troy because when people see your face, they're gonna remember your name. I got a real bad habit of not remembering people's names. so I've really got to look at their face. And so I, I pat my face because they'll look at me. Most people are looking down. They're looking, they think I'm a little weird because I'm patting my face, but they, they're putting a name and the face together. And then I'm out of there in two minutes. And then I make a date with myself on my calendar to stop back by. A month from now, a week from now, two months from now, six months from now, whatever I feel the rhythm needs to be. I want to see them at least seven times a year. That's the touch that I want to have, but the rhythm I'm going to create based on their reaction to me, if they were just really standoffish, I'm not going to come back two weeks from now, maybe two months. I'm going to keep chipping away at them. And then lastly, I don't have enough time to get into the seminar here, but it, here's what it is. Have peripheral vision. That business is next to an auto body shop. That business is next to a glass shop. That business is next to a law office. You can take a couple of pieces of candy in a little cellophane bag with your card tied to it and you introduce yourself and now you put them into your automation. I love technology. And I make a date with myself on the calendar, but now I start a database on them. And you talked about organic leads, Scott. Appending data, that's big. Appending data. Who are they married to? Who are they business partners with? Where do they worship? You know, I want everything I can know and it's not going to happen overnight, but now I can go mine for data in social media. I can go mine for data on the internet, other places. So again, we could talk all day about this, but those organic leads, they're not worth just 15 bucks a lead or 20 bucks a lead. They can be worth 300 or 500 bucks The more data we append, the more I know about the customer, the more chance I have to getting to know them. So it was a good one to end on.
0: Well, the thing about that data too is it gives you an opportunity to follow up without following up. For example, If someone's an Alabama fan and I've been following up with them, I'm going to call them this week and say, hey, congratulations. It's a good time. If someone's an Ohio State fan, I'm not going to call them this week. And if I do, I'm not going to bring up football.
1: Right. You can say, I'm an Auburn fan. I'm sorry about what happened.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. We're in the – well, we're not in the same boat. I'm in a worse boat than you. So,
1: hey Troy, I got a question for you, and then we'll go here in a few minutes. But – a lot of what you and I talk about, cause I, I talk about a lot of the same things. I've told new agents out there, you should be slinging 500 business cards a month. If yeah. you're just getting into the, at least that many, become the mayor of your village, don't hard sell anybody, but just let everybody know what you're doing. And one day that will all pay off. You're just planting the seed. I talk about planting the seed, plant it cultivate that relationship. And then one day on a random Tuesday at four o'clock, three years later, you get a call from that person. But how do you think what you and I are probably pretty good at changes with us coming out of this COVID thing, hopefully in the June, July timeframe, but there's still going to be a lot of people that don't want to get close to somebody and you're still going to have a lot of people that are a little standoffish and want to be six feet apart and all that. Do you think it changes anything there? It changes if you just wait, crossing your fingers, that doesn't
0: work.
2: So let me give an actionable item here. You want to touch your customer pre COVID COVID post right. COVID seven to 13 times a year, seven times minimum. Mm-hmm. If I were listening today and I could get something out of today, here it is right now call every customer 100% and ask them how they're doing. Mm. Hi, this is Troy Korsgaden. I'm calling from XYZ Insurance Company. I'm not calling to sell anything today. I'm your agent and I just want to know how you're doing. How's your family? How are your friends? How are your colleagues? How you doing? And shut up and let them talk. Mm. Don't pivot to set up a review. Don't pivot to sell more product. Don't pivot to give them a discount. This is an I care about you call. It's one of the seven touches or as many as 13 that you can get out there. And we touch people in different ways, but call everybody. Because I I tell you, we we helped a lot of carriers, independent, exclusive tie. And I will tell you, they go, we called all our customers. No, you didn't. You didn't. Leaving a message is not connecting with somebody. A ringless voicemail. Yeah, voicemail is not connecting with them. Look at, man, it, the one thing I learned from the last dance, you, you guys watch that one on, yeah. with Michael Jordan? I'm yes. going to tell you, if you got nothing out of the whole series, here's what you get out of it. Number one, he planned hard. This guy planned hard all the time, 100%, not 50%. He practiced hard. He played practice like he played a championship game 100% not 30% or 70%. And then when he got into the game, he played hard. So give it your all, if you're listening to me, going through the motions and checking the box, that's not the future of our business. The people that are gonna win are the people who care, and the people who care, give it their all. And that means not giving up until you get her done. And that's what we gotta do. That's the one thing I would do, you asked me about COVID, I'd come out of this just calling people up now, and just going, I'm the one who cares with no other motive, no strings attached.
0: Troy, if agents want to reach out to you or check out some products, where can they do that at?
2: I appreciate that. and I, it, It's not the reason I'm on, but I always take an opportunity. Coresgaden.com. It's, it's K-O-R-S-G-A-D-E-N.com. I'm on Amazon. I'm everywhere. But, you know, go on to CoorsGarden.com. But if you want to talk to me, I mean this sincerely, just Text me at my cell number, 559-303-5407. This is going to 250,000 people, okay?
1: Might regret that.
2: Nope, I won't. 559-303-5407. Or better, because it's easier if you send me an email. And I give you the text, just if you really got something you need to talk about privately, come to me. If you got a need then go to support at coresgotten.com That's where I prefer you to go. But I give you my private cell because giving does start the receiving process. Yeah. Now, yeah. be mindful. I'm a busy guy, but I'm not too busy to not get back to you. I might not do it within 15 minutes. But if you text me, it's going to take me a little longer. But if you email me, then I've got help that can go, oh, you, you need XYZ. I, I might be able to handle that and let Troy know I handled it. But get a hold of me at support at com.
1: Guys, if you have a chance to, you can do all three of us a favor and go buy the book, Inflection Point. Brand spanking new book came out in October of 2020. So it has not been out very long. Troy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm going to close this thing down. Guys, remember what I always say. Rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk. Take what you learned today, put it into action. As Troy mentioned, you've got 72 hours to to activate some of the stuff that, or all of the stuff that you heard here today. And I hope that all of you will go do that. Remember what I always tell you, go make money for your family, for your wife, for your husband, for your kid's college fund, for your parents who are struggling out there. Write good business for the agencies that you represent and write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you.
0: Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Troy. Thank
1: you. You are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com.